Yeah, the, about to have the unscrewing. Yeah, go ahead and oh, pull the red button's on. lit. It is. It is lit. So take off all your clothes. Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't hear that. Holy shit! He's wearing a Michael Bolton shirt, or it's uh, Rick Hunold when he's clean shaven. He kind of, you know, Rick Hunold from Testament. Kind of looks like that a little bit. Yeah. Smidge. Been getting into the Bolton lately. You ever go back and uh, check out his early stuff? It's pretty good. I have not. Yeah. Came up with a great new word the other day. Hold on. What 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 word? It's kind of a hybrid word, but I think it's a great way to refer to like a flock of Karens. Mm. Cutlery. <laughs> it's like cutlery, but with an extra letter. Cutlery. Uh, <laughs> I thought you put that right at the end. This is not metal, folks. This is Michael Bolton. God help us all. That's like, that's like pop hair metal. Look who the dude. drummer is. Peter Chris. No. Eric Carr. No shit. Yeah. And the guitar player is Bruce Kulick, I, I think. I guessed it. <laughs> well, you were close. You said, you said Peter Chris. It does sound like Kiss. <laughs> the drums did, didn't they? So at the beginning of that I Love was, It Loud. That was during the Michael Bolton yeah, makeup it's, era. It's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think you got Bruce Kulick on guitar and Eric Carr on drums. It's just terrible. That's why it reminded me of Kiss. <laughs> Sounds like White Snake. Now that's crazy. Old school Michael Bolton. Hell yeah. That actually you. sounds kind of metal in a tangential kind of way. I don't think the Michael Bolton teacher got the reaction. I think Bill's head's about to explode. The T minus. Is that um, David Coverfield? Sounds like it. That <laughs> yeah. David Coverfield? It's Michael <laughs> Bolton. <laughs> Cloverfield? <David> Cloverfield. It's <laughs> even better. Yeah, this is just a prelude to our uh, hair metal spectacular that's coming very, very soon. It'll be a multi-volt. You know what? This bike can just kick it off. Maybe we'll just do it today. Okay, turn it off now. (laughs) (laughs) Warning. This show has been found to be extremely off-putting, irresponsible, and exhausting. Listener discretion is advised. All right, I think we should get to this clinky so we can get on with this show. Something's slippery on the side of this. What the? Oh, fucking mark the time. Oh, my God. It looks kind of. Here, give one of those. Came out of my cooler. Some sand. I was going to say, I don't think that's sand. I think somebody jizzed in your cooler. Maybe. I'm just saying. It was was MG. I'm just saying. Got pearls in the cooler. Welcome back, everyone, to the Metal Nerdery Podcast with all the anesthesia ready to be consumed. We have the billion. That's me. Way over there. We have the Russell. Hey, everybody. Way over here. We have the Wheeler. Hey! Right here. And then way the fuck over there, we have a special guest. She's come down to the lower reaches of the Bunker Poon Studios, Miss MG. Hello. 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 Never freaking. We don't freaking usually have females down here, you know, at the gift shop, at the Bunker Pune gift shop, but welcome. Uh, thanks, let's do this. Thanks, uh, Dr. Evil. Let's right. do the clink. Clinky's brought to us by the Fireball. Fireball. Out with the bad spirits. Cheers, fellas. You don't even catch my breath anymore. Used no. to it. Yeah. That's how you know. Yeah. Delicious again, Peter. Yes. It's kind of like the, you know, you know, I've figured out something. I really still don't understand why people do it in 2022. 
smoking at a gas pump. Why would anybody ever think that's a good idea? I know people used to do it in the 80s and all that, but why would you ever smoke at a gas pump while you're pumping gas? Because you got to have that cigarette, Matt. You got to have it. Here's here's my advice for anybody who's you thinking smoke about in your car, so you got to smoke while you're for anybody who's thinking gas. about smoking at a gas pump. Do this: spritz a little gas on your hand, get back in your car, pull away from the island of gas pumps to a lo- located area that is isolated, and then light your cigarette. You saw somebody do this apparently recently. No, but I, I see people smoking at gas pumps, and I'm kind of like, fuck it, I'll go somewhere else, or I'll move to another pump. I don't want to be. Because, yeah. you know, it's the fumes that do it. It's not necessarily it's not the, the liquid, liquid. It's the fumes. Right. And those motherfuckers can travel. Ignite quick. Yeah. So yeah, it could be a bit of a problem. Well, uh, shall we get into this, this episode's beer of the episode? Uh, Russell? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, I've lost it. count, so I'm not going to try to guess which number of episode this is. But This will be 160. Wait for it. Dose, I believe that will be. I went simple on this one. I uh, hadn't had this beer in a very long time, so I thought this would be a good one to, to bring in. This is just your plain old Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Samuel L. Adams, motherfucking yes, Boston Lager. Motherfucking Boston Lager. And it's... Uh, it Boston or Boston? Which one? Um, I'm going to go with Boston. It's Baston. Baston. But they yeah. talk funny up there, so... No album cover to speak of, just plain old Sam Adams beer, but... Well, it's a Patriot holding the beer, which we're about to probably see a whole lot more of those in about another few weeks. Yeah. You know. 5% alcohol by volume, no big deal. Wow, this is nothing. This is like water compared to normal. This is easy drinking beer. uh, This is day drinking beer for sure. Yeah, I noticed last night how easily these can go down. Yeah, whole case of them, man, just like that. Mark the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Delicious beer. That's it. I wish I could have one. Yeah. You could. You'd just be burping and farting and squirting and sharting everywhere afterwards. I'll be squirting and sharting and have a massive headache. Ah, the headache. That's probably not the good part. Yeah. How so, was, um, how was the week? Oh, we went and saw uh, some metal last week. Indeed. <clears throat> at Sweetwater. A great place to go. Yeah. It doesn't awesome. matter. I swear if fucking Motorhead played there, it'd be empty. <laughs> Nobody goes to that place. I don't know. Every band I've seen there, I would say in the last 10 years, which has not been that many, but still, it's the wives and the girlfriends uh, and relatives. Sorry. That's yeah. it. You know, I don't know what it is about that I place. Think, I think the vibe of the place scares people because it's totally that hole in the wall sort of. <gasps> yeah. Freaky kind of, am I going to get stabbed well, here? Is it going to be a drug deal? What's going on? It's kind of in the... Uh, on the corner of nothing and nothing, right. yeah. kind of hidden away. You don't even know it's yeah. there. It looks kind of questionable too. Yeah, like it does have kind of a weird grungy vibe, but that's yeah. part of its appeal. We oh, miss sure. we sure. miss the first band. We saw the the next two. Uh, first band was called Ashes to Omen, I believe. And that then sounds cool. And we watched Fractured, which those guys are our age, except for one of them. The bass player is like a young kid. Yeah, they just got signed to a Nashville label, and they're like. They were they got flown out to um, meet some like VIPs and some pretty cool rock stars nice. and shit. Yeah, and they they're all in there. Like what, the guitar player, I know a few Brian Smiths that play guitar. This is not Smitty. This is a different Brian Smith, but he's a really good shredder, good guitar player. It's the other Brian Smith. I bet you he's five years older than me. I just love the fact that these guys got signed playing original music in their fifties. Yeah. It's a rarity anymore. Well, it's a rarity to get signed playing right. your own. 
and, uh, and but you know they're getting a full album out of the deal and uh they're going up to nashville to record they're very uh that's cool most of their set to me kind of had a god smack vibe um new metal-ish allison chains-ish but southern um that's interesting kind of like a leonard skinner infused god smack a little bit the 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 them and then the band that played after them are uh we're friends with a bass player we've known him a long time they're called silver cell and silver cell is considered swamp metal so sludgy stoner goodness in a way more southern yeah but you could they could definitely play a show with any sludge or uh, stoner metal band um you know they have to we can find their stuff maybe we'll give them a little spot yeah. sometime today or Ooh, speaking of which do we have uh i didn't even check did you guys check yet hey that could be our we'll play your shit they're on uh youtube they're called well, i mean we, we haven't checked i don't how do we check? check do we have access to the uh i haven't seen anything on the um socials so i'm guessing yeah. unless they emailed it i haven't seen anything yeah i can check the email yeah right fast so uh, how about you did you do anything uh interesting kind of a quiet week it was a weird week because you know how last week was labor day so it was kind of like a day shorter this week somehow felt like a day longer really i don't know why well i had a couple trees taken down we had a, a tree dude that came out and there was I like four four i'll give you his number yeah. he's out of snellville but we had like four houses that went in to kind of consolidate so they mm-hmm. had two days worth of work all lined up mm-hmm. but it just kind of fucks up your whole mojo when you're sitting there kind of waiting for them to get done and you're kind of counting the pennies while they're doing it well, not only that, but I mean, just the, like, you feel like you got to kind of wait. And if they knock on the door, you got to be, so, you know, so yeah. it's like two days. just kind of, okay. Yeah, I get that. I but wait. I spent most of my time going through the peace of mind dive. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that just, was a good just a good one. Which is getting a lot of recognition. We thank you all for listening and downloading and telling a friend. And, uh, you know, going, going to metalnotary.com slash march and buying our shit. Sorry, that was short-lived. Yeah. It's like a Danish McNugget. Dogs are going crazy. Maybe they'll eat him. Please hold. (laughs) Please hold. What's the name of the band? Silver Cell. One word. Silver. Now, they got old stuff. Now, these guys were on a record label back in the middle 2000s. Yeah, that's them. But let's see. The the more new stuff has our friend... um, like the 2020 stuff has our friend Steven on bass. Inexorable volume of Uno. We heard this the other night when they played. I remember this. I can kind of hear the stoneriness to it. It's a preview of the album, so it's a mess. Okay, yeah. It's like, what was I say? That was like the worst transition change ever. (laughs) You slammed into that change. Maybe Icarus? No? Yeah, if you want to. Why not Icarus? They keep telling me all their new stuff. How about that one? What is that? Oh, it's only nine seconds. Never mind. They keep telling me all their new shit. Maybe it's all blast beats. You never know. They're from Statesboro, Georgia. Yeah, they are. They kind of almost had a black label kind of vibe to it, too. A little bit, bit, yeah. I can definitely hear that. Uh, just fucking whatever you want to play, man, there. It's Annabelle by Silver Cell. 
Come on. Annabelle. That will get the fucking oh, drummer. That guy's a nut. Man. <laughs> he was off off his rocker. Like Sounds before they played, he's running around fucking with the other bands, like yelling. He's just funny guy. It's almost more kind of sludge godsmack. Yeah. Stoner godsmack kind of. But the other song wasn't. No. Not, not to me. Not as much. Singer's a big old dude, too. Big, big filler. That's like one of the. Sons of Anarchy guys or something. There we go. This is Grave Digger. Some other words. So our friend Steven's the bass player in this band. And Steven's one of the better bass players I've ever met. Really good. Yeah, it's ballsy. It's good sound. Balls is solid. Had three guitar players. Get away with a lot more too with three guitar players. Anyway, pretty cool. Yes, I'm digging it. It's in it. They were good live. So horrible. They were good live. It's just a shame that nobody was there. there. I know. It's it's ridiculous that place. They say when they play Furnace 41 down in McDonough, freaking packed. But I've heard that is a great place to play. A lot of bands that I've talked Mm. to, Actus Reyes plays there. They love it. Yeah, you know. And McDonough. McDonough. Yeah, or somewhere down Forest Park, College yeah. Park, some shit down. There's some Still. something on the south side. The south side, yeah, yeah. yeah so. South side, what's up? Word, yeah. So, do we have any uh, voicemails over there? Yeah, we have a shit ton. Oh, fucking a! We'll make up you, for the uh, last few weeks. If you want to call us and catch up and leave us a message and let us hear the sound of your lovely and talented voice. <laughs> You can do so by calling 980-666-8182. Yeah. Hey, guys. Do you uh, hear about Ozzy? Man, I guess he's leaving. I was scrolling Twitter on the pot. And I saw he was trending, and I'm like, oh, please don't be dead. Please don't be dead. <laughs> nah, he's taking off. Says uh, he doesn't want to die here. Freaked out by all the gun violence and Can't shit that's going on here. And I just kind of was laughing. You know, this place has really got to be a shithole for the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> You're like, look, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Indeed. Fair enough. Yeah, I get it. He was born in England. He wants to die in England. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, but it seems like, I mean, no offense to the Post, and thank you, Post, but it seems like California has turned into one ginormous shit show. Well, at turd least, dumpster fire. I at mean, least it's just, where Ozzy was for yeah. sure, in L.A., Hollywood, or whatever. Yeah. It's a definitely. Well, it's like people. I don't know that's where he is. Walking in or robbing people at gunpoint so. at restaurants and shit i mean it's just it's out of control yes because you know, they're all trying to be you know thanks for calling mr post electric cars yeah, that we sure. can't charge oh my god what are we gonna do next Rolling blackouts. 
It's like, boy, those uh, those November elections are going to hurt a little. Aren't they're they? they're twenty. They're on twenty five percent renewal renewable energy right now, and they're having blackouts. Wait till they're on a hundred percent. That's going to be good. Well, they they went too far too quick. It's like you can't expect to catch up to electric that quick. You've had hundreds of years to deal with gasoline. So yeah, you got to build the infrastructure. Yeah, well, which is what the Nuclear. government's supposed to do. Nuclear the infrastructure. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Why don't we have nuclear? Other countries yeah. do. Good, good fuck with those windmills. I yeah. would take nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. It works. Hey, I know how to say it correctly, too. I'm not a bush. Not nuclear? Not nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. Now, are, y'all, are y'all not afraid of having like an all-out nuclear war? Nuclear. <laughs> are you I sure think- y'all not afraid? <laughs> MJ, are you afraid of having a nuclear all-out war? Because we might have one. Mission accomplished. Nuclear. We're going to go totally nuclear. <laughs> we watched a recent Dana Carvey. Uh, stand up, and, and he was he was doing a battle between uh, Bush, Trump, <laughs> and I think Clinton. He had all three of them going. Right. It was pretty fun. Oh, he had Obama in there. It was fucking Obama. <laughs> Obama. Obama. Same thing. Yeah, yeah basically. It, it was entertaining. Yeah. It, it was pretty good. Dana Carvey's really fucking funny. For and he's he, in d- he does great voices. Yeah. yeah, it's weird to think of him in his sixties when we remember him as the church lady, and he was probably in his. 30s, 30s in, yeah. 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 I also sent a one more from the post. Okay. Excellent. Gentlemen. Hey. I just wanted to thank you for turning me on to municipal waste. Uh-huh. I am now a fan. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> Matt, I just Sorry. wanted to tell you one of the funniest things I ever heard was when you said... I miss painkillers more than pussy. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you record any of your stand-up sets or if there's any way to check it out, but you're a funny motherfucker. <laughs> I know. Thank you for uh, that. I wouldn't mind seeing any of that if it's out there. <clears throat> All right. I fucking love you guys. <laughs> love you, too. Thank you, you Pizzapose. Yeah, yeah I, I jerk off to refill day memories, man. That's some of the, those are some of the best days of my life. It's like summer of 69, but better. Those were the best days. Of... It was like, it's like winning the lottery every month. It's literally, that's literally what it's like. It's like, no offense to present company, but it's like, what woman has ever made you feel like that? <laughs> ever. <laughs> like winning the lottery every fucking month. It's like, ah. Oh. It's just great. Love can't do that. Yeah. Pharmaceutical heroin? That can fucking do that. <laughs> I mean, mm. yeah, there's a reason people go homeless for it. I'm just saying. Mm. Anyway, back to the show. Talk about glorifying <laughs> drugs. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, are they? it's not like they're so bad. Are they really that bad? They're kind of bad. Some of them. Are they? Really? Some of them. Not some all of them. Are, yeah, some of them are good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Those, are, those are real good. By the, the ones way. we're going we're gonna to chronicle. Yeah, those are excellent. While we cover, but, but they're good in a different way. They're Kiss's good. This entire catalog. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. We'll call I it. I love Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call that our Kistery episode. Yeah. Actually, Gene Simmons from Kiss has probably already copyrighted that, and that is his full legal name. I can only imagine what it's like to uh, watch us do this because other people in the room, as they view us recording, they're not hearing. The yeah, sound effects the and, the, oh, yeah. and the voicemails and the things we're laughing at. But see, what's fun is she'll hear it later, and then it's gonna be like, "Oh, ah. <laughs> she I doesn't ho- have much for." I should hope you do as a sign of support to your betrothed. Yeah. Wait, what? Being betrothed? I think it is legally binding. 
Oh, no, I think that's, isn't that part of the whole thing with marriage and the ring? It's like, you got to do what I say now, and now you're obedient to me and all that. Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. That works for him. Yeah. Or is it more like, oh, let me just make you miserable until you do what I want you to do? Okay. Yeah. That's what the that's what the rope around the fingers for. It's the little noose. It's a handcuff. That's, that's how they make. That's what they should make wedding bands out of, like little nooses. It's the just, world's smallest handcuff. And the diamond can be like the slip knot at the top, like diamond, a slip knot <laughs> shaped diamond. Awesome. Well, then no one would get married. Mm-hmm. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> So they would, you're, they so you're would, telling me there's a chance. <laughs> they would all be doing drugs. So yeah. There you go. So uh, <laughs> if someone wanted to send us their music, because we will play their shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, how would they go about doing so? Oh, well, I mean, they can uh, email us at metalnerdery at gmail.com. They can hit us up on the socials, on the Facebook, on the IG, or I don't even know if we're on fucking meta or not. I wonder what we look like in the metaverse. Oh, oh, wait, fucking the jingle, right? That's it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you were going to send us some music for us to play your shit to, that segment is called Metal Nerdery, we'll play your shit to, yeah! There you go. That's the extended version. The dance. Dance mix, yeah. The club club mix. So are we ready to uh, discuss the docket? The docket. I believe we are. All right. I didn't want to jump the gun. I get yelled at occasionally. Nah. Well, yeah. usually I get yelled at, Russell, because I fuck up and get overly twanglified and shoot too far forward. And Which reminds me of something i got to say before we start, yeah. talking about shooting too far forward. Oh, boy. I saw this ridiculous video this week, and it must have been somewhere in like Dubai where they do insanely crazy stuff because they're insanely crazy rich people. It was a dude. You could see a building dude. off in the distance that looked like it had like a little net. Mm-hmm. And this guy was being reared back. It was called the human slingshot. And they're like pulling him back on this motorized thing. Nice. And they pull him back and then they let go and launch him. And it shows him off in the distance. And he completely overshoots where he was supposed Ooh. to land. And I'm like, I don't know if that was CGI or not, <laughs> but I'm like, Bro, that guy's probably fucking human I thought you were gonna say now. he got splatted against the building. No, he he cleared it. I mean, it was it was good. I mean, he totally cleared it. But I mean, I just there's a guy just running away. I think he's thinking, oh shit, I'm about to get arrested for murder now. It's like, yeah, eh, they got to catch you first. But still, it was pretty uh pretty crazy. Yeah, you can find some of that stuff online in the uh, <laughs> the oops. Yeah, this is definitely in the like, oops category for sure. Yeah. Life bloopers. Yeah. Now, today's docket is about, uh, let's call it the pre-birth of heavy metal. Yeah. Let's call it the labor pains of metal. Yeah. Because if you listen to Zeppelin 1, you can kind of hear that sort of leftover late 60s-ish sound of rock. Yeah. But you can also hear that it's a lot heavier and definitely a lot darker they were than still anything hippies. before. Yeah, but the vibe of it and even the way Bonham yeah. plays, it just makes everything seem louder than it is. But they were hippies from Birmingham. 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 Yeah. And it seems uh, that Bur- Birmingham oh, sorry. was yeah. quite the birthplace for metal. Heavy, for, a, a lot of goodness. It was a steel industry town. I mean, they were all metal workers. Well, that's where so the Sabbath came from. Yeah. yeah. No pun in cheek there. Priest. That's right. They're also from Birmingham. Yeah, because yeah. I think Rob speaks the same way as Geezer. So, mm-hmm. 
So I don't really know if Bobby speaks that way or not. Bobby. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. How'd you like doing that first Zeppelin one album, Bobby? Bobby? I can't. I can't do Bobby's. <laughs> it's a little too high for me. Um. So, what did yeah. you think when you first heard it? I I don't know what either one I first heard. <laughs> well, even like with this one, even if you didn't first hear, or you're saying you just heard it like on Shoefly, and you're like, sure it was on the radio. When okay, I first heard it. I'm pretty yeah. sure the first Zeppelin I ever heard was either Black Dog or Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, I mean that's what but, they played all the time. But Led Zeppelin one. As soon as I heard Zeppelin. It, I fell in love with Zeppelin. Sure. You know, it was an instant. It was like Van Halen or Metallica for me. It was like an instant. Uh, I had to hear all the Zeppelin, yes. you know. And That's I, kind of the way it works with Zeppelin. It's like once yeah. you hear some, you're like, ah, I got to listen to all of yeah. it. And I would say Zeppelin 1 was probably the second album I bought. No, it's probably the third. I think I bought four. Two and then one? No, four, <laughs> then Song Remains the Same, because I remember I had the fold-out uh, okay. two album. That, and then I think one. Interesting. So you went forwards before you went backwards. Yeah, well, I was, whatever, 12 years old or something. You know, right. I, I got into Zeppelin pretty early. Yeah, I had an older sister who had some Zeppelin albums. I believe the first one she ever, I remember her playing, was the one with all the babies. Um, Song Remains the Same? Yeah. Yeah. On the cover. Well, they're not babies. They're like children. Cherubs or something. Yeah. Cherubs. Yeah. That's not Houses of the Holy? Houses of the Holy. That yeah. was it. That yeah. was it. But the song remains the same yeah. as on that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Houses of the Holy is the name of the album. Well, speaking of the going forwards before going backwards, I kind of did that with Sabbath because I started off with Volume 4 and then right. Born Again and then Seventh Star and then went back to That's the, fucking you know, crazy. That he had Seventh Star before the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Born Again. Yeah. That's the uh, Ian Gill one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's well, fucked up. But it had that great video. Everybody's got a trash. path, man. <laughs> he was turning, just burning. We all but I don't know if I've ever. I mean, I know it's not that episode, but I don't. After the Dio, I was done. Really? Yeah. We'll have to do an all non Aussie Sabbath or non Aussie non Dio Sabbath Ooh, episode. That could get boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! You think? I don't know. Yeah. Just telling you. Yeah, I mean the Ian Gillen stuff was great. Um, there's some good shit in there, believe it or not. I'm not familiar, so it might be good to... Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be fun. It'd be good to listen All to. All the Sabbath fans out there are kind of like, yeah. what'd you say, man? What'd you just say? It's, it's got to be better than the glam metal shit. No, that's no, that going to be better be, than Kiss. That yeah. one's going to be awesome. I'm telling you, I think that's that's going to be a turnaround moment. And now we got to add some of the... Uh, to the episode. The Bolton? <laughs> Michael Bolton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a go? It was a joke, yeah. Don't lose your yeah. charger. What, what was the joke to Michael Bolton? She ordered me a Michael Bolton shirt. Oh, the shirt yeah. was the joke. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the you play in the... Didn't quite get the one she I didn't even no. get it. I just thought it was a Miami Vice thing at first. I saw it. I was like, <laughs> it looks like fucking Miami Vice. And then it looks kind of like a haggard looking, it's you awesome. know, uh, fucking teeny bobber from like she, the 80s or something. I think she saw Murr or one of the impractical jokers wearing this, uh, doing a stand up. And she's like, I got to get Russ a Michael Bolton shirt to wear to the podcast. But I'm like, I'll wear this fucking thing everywhere. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> Irony, whatever. If you can't, if you can't get, you know, a tear in your eye to when a man loves a woman. When a man. Yeah. My favorite Michael Bolton moment, no though, soul. is anything with the Lonely Island, specifically the the one with the. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like a joke thing. Lonely Island, the guys from, I think, Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there's one where he talks about like you know the great Jack Sparrow, and it's like he's playing all these different characters and stuff. But it's like he's totally making fun of himself right. as Michael Bolt. It's awesome. Anyway, the hair. Yeah, he's got the hair. Yeah. Early, early Meryl midlife Meryl crisis mullet. Yeah. The business in the front is fading, but the party in the back is still growing. So <laughs> it's kind of like mine, you know. Like under here, I've got, I've almost got the anti-hot look pulled off. I'm going to shave this off and look like a, like some kind of weird extremist, you know, shaman or something. Oh, look at him. Oh, look at Emo. Emo Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first one, this yeah. one. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I remember the, the one on the bottom you just pointed at. Oh, sorry. Sitting Mark in the morning sun. <laughs> I was just listening to Bill Hicks rail about how much he hated Michael Bolton the other night. That's a fucking mullet right there. Yeah, that's super mullet. Priest collar. He did... Uh, is this going to be our Michael Bolton episode or what? We need some shrooms if we're going to be talking about this. Actually, fuck, I need PCP. MG, can you do be a doll and get us some PCP? Just so we could get through the Michael Bolton part of this episode. Everybody's crazy. That was good. Wait a minute. Is that a Michael Bolton song? That was one I was just playing. Oh. It was Everything is Crazy. Oh, everything. Everything. Everything is crazy good. All right. So this is kind of a prequel to February 13th, 1970. Ironically, exactly one month, one day, and one year before the release of the first release of the first Black Sabbath. This came out January 12th, 1969. 69. 69. Which is the worst sex position ever. It's like a 96 is just a 69 where everybody loses and there's no happy ending. <laughs> okay. You can maybe like scratch your partner's head with your toes or something, but that's about all you get. And we thought it was appropriate to discuss this album because number one, the, um, the covers very fucking metal. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they got their name, uh, because somebody, what Jimmy page was telling somebody the line this is the lore I've yeah. heard. Yeah. The lore of your, you know, before they were called like the New York birds. I, I think it was the guy from the who. Yeah. Uh, somebody from the who. The drummer. Um, Keith Moon. Been. Keith Moon. Yeah. He said, yeah, that's going to go over like a Led Zeppelin. Okay, over like a Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I think he said lead balloon or lead balloon, but it was, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And, but it was mainly because John Paul Jones was a session bass player. Um, I don't think anybody really knew who John Bonham was at the time. Jimmy page was playing with the Yardbirds, and he was also a session. Yeah. He was a definite studio guy. studio guy. Well, apparently Bonham and Bobby were both kind of together in a band before. And then they kind of met up with pagey and Bobby was doing very, pop type stuff right he was doing like a doo-wop i believe that, that would that would sound right yeah he was but doing I know they some... were kind of a partnership him and bonham or i guess they were in yeah. a band together and then they kind of it's funny how that chemistry just all worked out because yeah. yeah they're one of those bands where you know unlike kiss of course where all four members are absolutely critical to the sound of that band or they would not sound like led zeppelin oh absolutely Whereas kids, you can just, you know, fuck it. Guitar player, drummer, get them out of here. Well, next some year, new it's not even going to have Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, and it's just going to be a It'll licensed. be a tribute to Kiss. It'll be a license to Kiss. It'll be a Kiss reunion. I yeah. saw an interview on on Letterman where John Paul and Robert and Jimmy Page, Page, were, and Page all were all on there. I saw that. And they were talking about um, 
Um, I think Letterman asked him after Bonham died, you know, you guys were, you guys were done. You guys didn't think about replacing him or going on or whatever. And they were like, no, because most of our live stuff, he, he, Paige basically said most of our live stuff was us improvising. Right. And that's, you know, 10 years, 10, 15, 20 years of same drummer chemistry of of chemistry. Like, you know where you're going to go and we're improvising. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're, you know, those songs were written on the road. Right. Basically. You can't rebuild that that from scratch. You can't go like that. So they were like, yeah, we're done. But I will say, uh, Jason, when he played the uh, Celebration Day thing. And, oh, he nailed uh, it. Yeah, crushed he it. Fucking killed it. He sounded just like his dad. Yeah. Uh, I think Jason Bonham's a great drummer. And he's probably even jammed with him enough to build up kind of a yeah. vibe and a relationship with him yeah, to be sure. able to do those kind of jams and stuff. But, yeah, this first album, I, for years, I don't know why I was so wrong on this. I forgot that Good Times, Bad Times was the first song on the album, which is a killer opener, actually. That does uh, seem kind of like... it. It is a killer opener, but it almost has a... It goes... It changes, It's strange to me. Yeah, we're going to have to start playing them here in a second. But it goes from that... To communication breakdown? No, No, it's it's just straight blues for three or four songs. Yeah. And to me, communication breakdown, for whatever reason, I've always thought that was the first song on this album. It's not. It's on the second side. But that would have been a killer opener, too. Yeah. Yeah, Because to me, that communication breakdown, I do attribute to one of the first heavy metal songs. It's rock and roll. Oh, but it's, it's fucking cool. fast. Well, that that's the thing. I mean, a lot of stuff, a lot of the songs on this album were blues, like covers of blues songs. Right. And, of course, they kind of cheated those artists out of the royalties and acknowledgement that until later. Peter, Peter Grant. Yeah, their, their manager. manager. Yeah. But I think they did have a couple of originals. But, I mean, you could just, you could hear the heaviness with it. Like, it definitely didn't sound like most of your 60s no. shit. It was a lot more dynamic and louder. It was sonic. Yeah, it was atomic blues. Powerful. I think I've heard it called atomic blues, and it was very sonic and loud. And like Bill sonic. was saying, you know, their live show is what made their albums were great. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But Led Zeppelin live, fucking one of the best. And I think we can all agree time. that yeah. the reason they sound so good live, yeah, not only just all of them together, but Bonham just it, it's yeah. like a good drummer can make any mm-hmm. band sound completely different. Yeah. yeah. Like if and you were to take out like a super powerful drummer and put in a weaker drummer for say, you know, like Pantera or something, it's like yeah. they're not gonna sound as badass right. as say, you know, unless you're Charlie Benante. But I'm I've saying seen, you know what I'm saying. Sorry. I've I've seen some I don't know if it was on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, but somebody somebody did something to that effect where where they were talking about Bonham and they were saying, you know, this song could have been just, you know, four four. Yeah. But yeah. but this is what Bonham did. Right. To make it fucking badass. Yeah. And he was like all over the place. Yeah. Well, he does so. a lot of subtle, you can hear it. There's a lot of subtle shit that he yeah. does that you, you don't hear it before. And then you're like, fuck. Yeah. He's and working back there. He, he rarely, rarely ever played the same thing again too live. If you watch him, it's <laughs> right. like, it's, yeah. it was almost like he was possessed, you know, because he'd go on tangents. And there's a great spot in, uh, the movie song remains the same. You I can see, movie. you can see Paige and, uh, and John Paul Jones look at each other and kind of smile. Like, where are we going with this? You know, they, they look back at John and he, his head's down. He's not looking at anybody else in the band. Yeah. They just look at each other like, here we go. You know? <laughs> but that's kind of cool though. It's like, like for example, like that version of uh, no quarter from, from mm-hmm. the song remains the same. That's why it's so awesome. Cause it's just like, here we go in the jam territory. Yeah. What's going to happen next? Don't know. And what's funny, I don't like jam bands. 
dogs are coming down here to, to murder. Dog. It is the black dog. How appropriate. Yes. How appropriate. Mark the time. All right, let's play some good times and or bad times. Let's deed indeedly do that. sucker off right here. Turn it up to 11. You can hear the loudness. James was. They were the beginning. Led Zeppelin was the beginning of the... Cock rock? Yeah. Sex symbol, lead vocalist, the long blonde mane, right? The yeah. No shirt. And shred, maybe? And the guitar hero. Everybody I would say, wanted to be... I mean, Hendrix was obviously the first real guitar hero, but Page is right behind him. He's not... I won't, won't even put him on the same. Well, I mean, how many interviews have you read where everybody's like, I want to be like Jimmy Page, man, with the low-slung guitar oh, he shred. Cool. And yeah, he made guitar look cool. He slung it down low yeah. with the bell bottoms and the, you know, the whole look. He kind of, I would say him and uh, Joe Perry were kind of so, the two first, you know, rock band guitar heroes. Yeah, well, guys. back then, everybody was either Jimmy Page or Jimi Hendrix. Right. You know, those were the two guys. And then Joe Perry came in shortly Do you, do you think back then that was kind of like the... Rhodes versus Halen argument. And now between Hendrix and Jimmy Page, I would say there was no argument between those two. Um, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. So uh, that was, I wasn't agreed. I wasn't even my dad's balls at that point, but but it's like, I wondered, I've never heard anybody, you know, compare the two. I mean, Jimmy Page is a riff guy. He wrote some great riffs and he has some great solos, very memorable solos that you sit, you can hear in your head all the time. But when he plays live, I mean, obviously, he's he's kind of a sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucked up. Well, I mean, they were kind of like the, didn't we say that they were like the, wait for it, like the Metallica of the 70s? Yeah. Which I, that's like 
backshadowing. It's way out of proportion, but yeah. Well, they were, you know, good point. You know, people talk about Metallica could have definitely had a better drummer than Lars, blah, blah, blah. I don't think Metallica would have been Metallica without Lars. So, you know, uh, John Bonham was one of the greatest rock drummers of all time. Uh, but I don't think Led Zeppelin would have been Led Zeppelin without John Bonham. No, Led Zeppelin. got to have certain members of the I band. I don't think yeah. Led Zeppelin would have been as dynamic without Bonham. No. Because, I mean, he, he makes everything, as the Prince of Darkness does like to say, louder. So uh, I think the next song might be like my one of my second favorite. Was and this one was written by Anne Braden, and, and she wasn't given credit on this until the late nineties, I think, middle nineties. But uh, yeah, this song, this was one of the first ones I heard when the arguments came out that Zeppelin didn't write all the songs in the first album back in the eighties or nineties, I believe, is when I started hearing this, and and then I heard the uh, Joan Baez version. That was recorded in like 1964 of her doing Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. And it didn't sound anything like Led Zeppelin. Is it, was it but just the lyrically lyrics, the same? The lyrics were the same. Okay. Um, so in that case, it was a cover. But then if you listen to the person who wrote it, his name is Ann Breeden. And if you listen to her version, according to Bill, he was playing it earlier. It is spot on, same song. So And she wrote it back in the, like 1960. Okay, so at least they gave credit. We're credited after, to Okay. After, after they the got fact. sued. After they got sued. Well, after, Peter, after they got rich enough to get sued. Let's be honest. This was not the band's fault. Uh, Peter Grant was their manager. He was like a godfather. He was a mobster. Well, yeah. I mean, he was basically saying just, nope, they can't look it up. Take it credit for yeah. yours. Led yeah. Zeppelin. These are, these are Led Zeppelin songs. Right. They recorded them. They're their songs. And uh, it wasn't. I mean, there's a list of songs. That they've. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at this list here. Songs written or inspired by others. I mean, it's every fucking album. Yeah. But let's be real. Metallica is pretty much the same way yeah. in terms of like Noabum shit. Cause there's stuff they borrowed and picked from riff wise. And of course the monolith of Dave riffs that they had left over after yeah. they kicked him out and stole all his ideas. I mean, the, the stairway to heaven thing. Look, I've heard that one. And they finally <laughs> Zeppelin finally won that thing. Uh, once and for all, but this band spirit had been uh, suing them for years over this song. There's maybe a couple of similar notes at the beginning of the song, but it's not. Yeah. It maybe inspired stairway to heaven, but it's not a note for note fucking rip off. Well, that, that gets real weird. Cause like when you, when people try and do that and they try and say, well, you, you ripped me off. It's kind of like with same with comedy. I mean, you get that with music too. People right. are like, well, you stole my idea or you stole this. It's like, Okay, if it's a note or two together, yeah. is, is it really? But if it sounds almost note for note, like the exact same riff, no. it's sort of like, uh, ice, I think ice, we know baby. where it came from. Under yeah. pressure, same song, right? Yeah. That's a direct fucking Well, that's riff obviously off. it. If, although if you remember Vanilla Ice, it's like, no, 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 no. Theirs goes ding, 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 ding. And mine goes ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm like, you're a fucking moron, dude. It's the yeah. same thing. Madonna's, uh, she stole... Uh, her song Justify My Love was Night of the Living Bass Heads by Public Enemy. She took the music directly. There's no change in the music whatsoever. Same <clears> the music. Typical. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a lot of them out there. You know, That's typical Madonna country right there. The, the Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, You Shook Me. Uh, you Shook Me was a Willie Dixon song. 
It's a Willie Dixon song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you listen to that, it's the yeah. same damn song. And yeah. I actually really like the Willie Dixon yeah, version, too. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. The cool thing about that blues one. Blues as fuck, man. Yeah. It, it has that that dark kind of desolate, like you're walking out at a, some street at like midnight, and there's like one street lamp on, and it's kind of dark and cold, and yeah. the bars are kind of shut down, and you're out there by yourself, shit-faced. It's got that vibe to it. But, but first. Let's give a few bars of The Babe. The Babe. It's a great guitar. Oh, you're playing the original? Yeah. Of what? Babe, is this Ann Breeden or Joan Baez? Joan Baez. Oh, this, okay, so this is the prequel to what we're actually going to hear. And begin. Her voice makes me nuts. Yes, yeah, so it's a lot like that. Really? Yeah. Wait. Good, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Please, just leave. <laughs> just go. But the the lyrics, so she said, leave you in the summertime. I mean, so it's the same it's lyrics, same. it's just reworked a little bit. Yep. Okay, then that begs the question, who did it better? Zeppelin, without a doubt. <laughs> it's weird, I'm looking over at our makeshift audience member who's no longer here. Because she this is left beautiful us. beautiful guitar it is. song. I have to say, the great white is it great white that did this? Yeah, it was really good too. It was really good. It was like when a plug or something. It. Oh wow! Yeah, and he nailed the boys. Yeah, well, they used to be a Zeppelin cover band. This one's just it got should. power. Mm-hmm. Dynamics, especially when it kicks in. Emotionally heavy. Sure, right yeah, here. His a vocal heart. performance is amazing. In this. Almost sounds flamenco. Yeah. My favorite part, though, is that part when it goes into the. Ah! Oh, when he loses it, yeah. Yeah. Mushrooms kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but I liked it. Now that has that old school vibe. So this is it. while my guitar gently weeps. Kinda, yeah. Same structure. A lot of songs have this same thing. Yeah. yeah. 
part's heavy right here. You hear the anger. Beautiful transition. This part coming up is the most intense part of the song, I think. Maybe the birth of emo rock, too. Oh, I can see that. I don't remember hearing anybody put it out there like they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's raw. You can hear it. Yeah. You can hear the hurt. Oh, here it comes to Shit out of the drums, yeah. man. It's like heavy acoustic. Yeah, that's good shit. Gets a new little heavy unplugged. And when his voice breaks, he sounds even better. You know, like when he gets that yeah. crack in his voice, it's just like, damn, that dude was good. And you, and you can tell he's young here, but man, his voice just gets better and better and better and better. Yeah. It's like a fine wine. It's it just like, refines with age. Kind of like the first Ozzy album. You know, it was rawer. His voice almost got higher as he got older. Yeah. Like that first Black Sabbath album, not first yeah. Ozzy, first Black Sabbath album, his voice seemed deeper, and it was more of that mid-range, you know. Um, his balls might have been dropping yeah. at that time. Did you guys see the Commonwealth? Did you see him and Tony playing Paranoid at the Commonwealth I saw games? bits of it. I didn't see the whole I thing, heard, but I saw, like, some shots. Who else was playing with him? I don't know. It just showed. It just showed um, those two. Tony playing the guitar, and he was he was just standing up there singing. He didn't do a whole lot, you know. Yeah. Right. But I'm pretty sure the music was liveish. Yeah. But he, he yeah. was not. He wasn't singing. He was not singing that song, yeah. man. Oh, really? There was. No, I mean, it sounded way too good. <laughs> like and way then, too perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then I mean. To, because he's could have been 70s auto, could have been auto tune. I mean, fuck everybody uses no, auto tune. We're not going to see another Aussie tour. No, no, I mean he. It sounded, it sounded really good. And then on an occasion, you would hear him say something to the crowd, and it was a lot lower. And it was how you fucking doing tonight? Like the his voice was completely different than you know like what I'm saying. Different dynamics it was 100%, and all that. Yeah, hundred percent produced. Yeah, totally different. Which yeah. kind of sucks, but I mean. It's cool that he can get up there and do that yeah. shit still, but at least he can still get up there. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys watch the? Uh, and have we discussed this? No, we haven't. Did you watch the? Um, we're in the middle of an episode. We'll do this next time. Let's move on. Oh, is it tangential? I mean, we could. Well, to what? This is just live shit. Okay. So I was talking about the trivia show that came out a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. For the uh, Taylor Hawkins deal, we'll uh, we'll I, review. I that saw a couple next. clips of that. Uh, did you Some good shit. Did you buy Chain Spring more than a couple? Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Billy and May, May I told you another? they go down easy. Man. They do go down easy. Fucking Mark Unlike Tony. most of the women I'm with, and I thank you. You know. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so now, now it's time to get out of the shook. get out of the club and walk down the street. <laughs> we, we got Bill going. We got Bill going. This album's awesome. It, it really is. Awesome. Yeah. 
Get you some. Yes. Fucking blues. I can't quit you, baby. She made him come, man. Is that what it is? I think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Hey, <sighs> <I hate> Beavis. <laughs> thing going then it goes high again it's pretty cool sure. ah. backwards echo yeah you know how you can hear him in the background yeah. first mm-hmm. yeah he did that and that was back when they had to do it with actual tape like yeah. put you know scotch tape over it and blend right. it together and cut it you couldn't fucking pro tools your way out of it or anything <laughs> That sounds so full for guitar, bass, drums, and keyboard. Well, he's, he plays the bass lines on the organ. On the organ. Yeah. But it just sounds huge. He's got extra little keyboard yeah. line in there. So cool. Never would have heard that without it's like, it's like the Tony Iommi of keyboards. It's like two keyboard solos for the price so of one. Way over here, pan to the right. Yeah. That's a piano. Or a harpsichord or some shit. That's so cool. So it sounds like a hand I've never heard that before. I wonder if that was like left on there by accident or something like it was. A... It adds to it though. It makes yeah. it more full. Like John Paul Jones is a badass. He is. Oh uh, yeah, the heart. Is that Bobby? Bobby. That's where he's breathing out, right? Or, yeah. <laughs> Wait, here it comes. Yeah, he does. Oh, that's not it. That's me. Yeah, it's good. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That was badass. That'll be the new laugh. (laughs) (laughs) One more, right? Get your song. 
one of those songs you could just play for oh, 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah they probably did. Yeah. <laughs> they probably did. We're going to see what's up when play. She shook me for an hour and a half. You shook me? I always, th- I always thought that's what it was about. Maybe I'm wrong, but since I'm so much sure. of their stuff was kind of sexually related. Yeah, let's hear the ending of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. really hear the reverb. Yeah. The outro verb. Oh, I just missed it. Oh, oh man. Even that kind of the backwards echo kind of does give it sort of a creepy, mm. little darker feel than you would normally get without it. Yeah, he said he put um, he would put mics like six, you know, six eight feet back, just to get the extra. Yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of like like right, right on the bass drum or mm. right on everything, right? right. You know, he would he would stick it far back. Yeah. Mark the time. Heck yeah, man. Look at you, dude. So, some dazed and or confused. Is that the next? Oh. That's the next. Let us. This song has moments of metal in it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Of course it does. And then, of course, the... Stoner metal. The end part where they, they call me the hunter. Oh, yeah. And that was a... What, I, the faster part? The do 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 That was taken from... He was a jingle writer. Holy shit! I wonder if he like. Uh, wonder if he like our jingle for we'll play your shit to. That was in how many more times, wasn't it? Uh, no. You're right. Yes. Yep. My bad. You're bad. You're good. Jake Holmes Dave. was he the singer? Of Looking the right Rivers? at the wiki here, it looks like it's saying Days no. Confused." It was inspired by Jake Holmes. Yeah. Well, it was a, yeah. it was a Yardbird song. Yeah. Uh, okay. They thought it was. Page was in the Yardbirds yeah, when he so wrote it's it. It's kind of his by proxy. Yeah, Ish. there is a video of the Yardbirds on like one of those Merv Griffin '60s shows. I can't remember who it was, but they're playing. That was what Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck was Clapton. Not, Not Clapton. at the same time. Page took Clapton's place. There was another guy. Seems like I thought there was another Sam big guitar. The three guy. big guitar players that came from there were Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, and Eric Clapton. That's the one. Yeah, uh, Eric Clapton was before Page, if I'm not mistaken. And Paige took Clapton's place, but Jeff Beck was still in the band, I believe. I believe. I've been wrong before. Don't tell anybody. But, I won't, man. Uh, but actually, the, the version that I'm talking about of them playing it live on a it was a TV show. It's actually pretty good. The guys, yeah, no Robert Plant. Was it pre-recorded or was it real, like I, them playing? That's a good question. I don't know. Because back then, they used to they do a lot of a that. Lot they'd of like pre- just do the play. Yeah. All right, just make out like you're. Well, American like, Bandstand. Like the Carlton. Style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't Van Halen play on American Bandstand? Anybody who played on American Bandstand was fucking lip syncing to the mm. to the DJ. You know, the right. DJ got the record all queued up and the band started that. Like I wonder if they playing. did that on Soul Train. That was kind of like the other. Probably. The more urban. Yeah, but American you only have like only a few bands can play Soul Train. I mean, it kind of Earth, Wind, Fire, Commodore. What a dick! The the blacker American bandstand. I mean, 
It's the more melanated American bandstand. There we melanated. go. There we go. Melaninated. Okay. Wait, melaninated. Man, those walk-in scenes go. of that fucking show, Soul Train, were amazing. <laughs> those are amazing. There's some of the best videos on YouTube. I always thought Don Cornelius was the smoothest motherfucker. Like, I wanted to like hang out with him and have like some henny but and a forty. Some of those people could fucking dance. Man. <laughs> God, they could dance. I'm sitting there. Bit... Well, that was the seventies too. I mean, yeah, and early eighties. I mean, there were but... some ridiculous dances they were doing, but I was just like, God, how did they do that? It was like his head's going from shoulder to shoulder and all this crazy shit. Anyway, back I know, to all, all I could say, uh, without, without a doubt in this days, it confuses me sometimes, but that was only really, really minutes on the hot album. black women with afros look awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like my favorite thing. Everybody looked like a microphone back then. It's like I wish they would. <laughs> oh, damn! <laughs> I wish they would grow. I wish they'd bring them back. Mm. Like I might. Some I might, have. Some have. I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. I might try and 70s, do my beard that way. The seventies came back for a little bit. Now it seems like the eighties, unfortunately, is coming. Back. Oh, yeah, wow. you got the high waisted jeans, the bomb jeans. Yeah, Maybe we will get the, some Z Cavaricis back in and here. And the short shorts. Oh parachute. yeah, yeah. Magnum PI. We yeah. talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all yeah, right. I've noticed that a little. So too Days much and Confused lately. was only six minutes and twenty seven seconds on that, but it's got multiple parts, which we should hear because there's on one, the album. There's but one, live, it was like forty five seconds, uh, forty five minutes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> took a whole album side. Yeah, there's oh, actually yeah. there's actually a riff at some point in this song that kind of sounds a little bit like a Black Sabbath song that we're familiar yeah. with, but that was back in the days of pentatonic. Well, this was boxy kind of scales. This is a so that was probably. Too. Oh yeah, it's a classic movie. You should yes. go see it. Oh yeah, and we, you should see it with many relaxers because it will all take right, you back to right, the seventies. All right, all right. You so know what's great about high school, high school girls? girls. <laughs> you get older and they get younger. No, sorry, that was the Bill Clinton, Jeffrey Epstein version, wasn't it? Sorry about that. I uh, keep getting older and they stay the same age. I keep getting older and I keep screwing young kids. Okay. <laughs> This song has mucho huevos to it. That means a lot of balls. Yeah, all the balls. Or eggs. For 1969, they had all the balls, this song. Put the vocals right there in your face. I love it. It's just creepy. What is Sounding. that? What is that instrument? It's guitar. That sounds like a horn. This guitar is higher pitch. A real high pitch. Yeah, it doesn't sound like guitar. before that it's just really high guitar it's like he's doubling it so you get the it lower line and the higher wait I'm sure it is it just sounds like something else wonder if it could be harmonica it almost sounds like vocals but it's not it's not this guitar you can hear the vibrato 
I heard the pick hit on it. Yeah. But it's an odd sound. I can't wait. The fast part's coming up, I think. Somebody once told me that going to see Led Zeppelin live is like it, like Robert Plant fucked the audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can see it. I could totally see it. Never saw him, but I could totally understand it. He helped the mic stand a lot. What are you saying, Russell? I liked it. Uh, you liked when he held the mic stand? Humped. Humped. Oh, okay. Humped. This is when he uses the bow on Song Remains the Same, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The bow solo. He's using it right there. Yeah. Which sounds eerie as shit. Let's be real. With a wah. Yeah. But it gives that whole song a darker vibe, though. Oh. Here it comes. Wait for it. He's just noodling on the bass. All right, let's go. You see Bobby's o, o face right about now. This is what started it, man. Yeah. People got tired of the hippy dippy flowers and bullshit. They came out with this, then a year later, fucking Sabbath. I say, I say it all the time. Sabbath is the godfathers of metal. Metal. Led Zeppelin had a big hand in it. Yeah, you know, they're sure. definitely Heavily influential for yeah. sure, no doubt. It, maybe not the exact sound, but. They brought the heaviness the structure and the dynamics. The, the heaviness, the dynamics, the emotional, high-pitched yeah. singer, you know. Sabbath the, just added the, the whole darkness. Viking kind of feel, you know. Sabbath added the darker, creepier, Satanistic kind of vibe to it. The eviler But the bands went from that Beatles model yes. to that. Yeah. And then from that, the, the, you know, Dave Lee Roth, Van Halen, the same type of... Lead singer, Judas Priest, Cockrock, Bruce yeah. Dickinson. They're all kind of modeled after yeah. that, you know, and Sabbath. But that's every time I see Zeppelin live, I'm like, I can see other bands doing their stuff in a way, the, the way their stage presence was. Right, and, you right. Know. Yeah. Anyway, Cockrock. They just, they just had yeah. so much more substance to their shit than anybody at that time. Right. Because it literally, it wasn't just like pop songs and it wasn't, I mean, they, mm -hmm. they were singing about some real life shit but it was a darker approach and it was definitely and not, it was not all sunshines and poses was it was it? records you know like first full, song full works yeah yeah every song you love you know well that was something i remember i think i read some interview with might have been peter grant but he was talking about how led zeppelin wasn't a hits band they were mm. an album rock yeah band oh absolutely right? 
that you was like driving the, the point home. Record. Like, no, they don't do. We don't do fucking hit singles. If if we happen to have one, that's cool. But yeah. we're a fucking album band, and it's like yeah, other bands back back then, like Nazareth. You, you're going to listen to Hair of the Dog and Love Hurts, and that's about it. Maybe Miss Misery. But you know what? Now I want to go back and listen to all of Hair of the Dog just because the whole you said album. that. Well, now that you said yeah. it, I'm just kind of curious. Uh-oh. I wasn't a big Who fan. I mean, I've, other than the stuff that's normally played whenever you Radio listen to style. Like I'm the same way. Yeah. Classic rock. Yeah. yeah. I don't recall it being as heavy of, as like this dynamic. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But that's the thing with those I those think Bob Riley was a fantastic song. Well, but, yeah. I mean, and the Who definitely had their moments. And they kind of had that, that, sure. that blonde haired singer, you know, that kind of the same kind of structure. As and they had, they had moments of heaviness too, yeah. but not like this. Zeppelin yeah. had like a whole other kind of darkness to it. No reason to be talking like that in here. It's an inside show, yeah? <laughs> Christ. <sighs> and now, if you're following along on the. I say, what is the fucking deal up there? Kids are trick-or-treating. Already? No. It's kind of early, isn't it? Now we're on the side dose if you're following along on the vinyl or the cassette. Moon joked it would probably go over like a lead balloon. And it was Ent Whistle reportedly replied, a lead zeppelin. What do you think would happen if they had a call it? Do you think they would have had the same magic if it would have read? If, if lead would have read like lead zeppelin? Yeah. Do you think people would have been like, oh, my God, what's a lead Zeppelin? Is that like a new instrument or something? What is that? I don't know. Lead Zeppelin. You're that girl on uh, on Bob's Burgers. Oh, my God. Seriously? Is it like his daughter? No. His daughter? Somebody else? Tammy's friend. I forget her name. Tammy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. It's Tammy. Seriously. It's I'm going to play it for Tammy. you. I'm going to play it for oh you. Oh, my God. It's fucking Tammy. Because I think they're actually guys doing those voices anyway. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. I need, a, I need a career voiceover. If anybody's this, out there, this to me is not a killer two side, a killer opener for side two. What is it? I forget. Your time, Your time is going. Oh come. yeah, it it almost has yeah. more of a like a hippie. It sounds it like a yeah. it sounds like a church song. You like a hymn you would play and like a it communication breakdown. <laughs> it has some moments. That, yeah, communication yeah. breakdown. I still think was a killer opener. It should be the killer opener. It sounds like something you would hear at like a hippie church, like hours after they dropped the shrooms and they were getting I mean, ready to sing a. It was one of those songs where songs. I didn't really like. You know, wasn't I a liked good favorite all for the you? other songs, but that one I I could have done without. It's it's fine now. You know, now that I'm older, but when I was right. younger, this wasn't the wasn't weird. The weird thing about it, I was listening to this on the way up here. It sounds weirdly like they Frankenstein the riff from "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You" a little bit, and something from maybe Traffic or somebody from like back in the '60s or '70s. That da na 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 na, Mr. Fancy. I yeah. think that's it. If you listen to that riff, it sounds like they Frankenstein those two riffs together. Listen to the acoustic guitar, and you'll yeah. hear it. Yeah. But before that, start up the organs and pass around the plate and give your offering <laughs> to the Lords of Zeppelin as we sing this inspirational tune. It's a good song now, and I appreciate it now. Right. But back then, I was not so much. I was in the. It's the one you skipped. You know, yeah. I was in the hard rock kind of mood then. Yeah, it was the two arrows to the right, I believe, is what you're referring to. Everybody stand for the singing of the shroom hypno. Not hypnol, hymnal. Could be a hypnal. 
Prohymnal, that's a day rape trap, sorry. Hymnal was the word I was looking for. If you would all bow your heads. There we go. Thank you, Bobby. And Billy. That was Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Oh, John. See now, listen, Ava, I'm gonna leave you. This sounds like it could be it's on traffic the door to me. Change production a little bit, yeah. That is all they seem to do. That's a good song. They do it a lot. I forgot about it. Messing around with every guy in town. That in the riff. in the choir sing along now yeah. Yeah, the organ really gives it a churchy vibe mm. sure to be the first metal song mm-hmm. I think so and now it's time for a little Zeppelin Unplugged this oh, is the first this, edition this of Zeppelin Misty Unplugged Mountain. No, it's uh, oh, Black the Mountain. Side. Or Black Mountain. Four. I get all the, the mountains. It's the black. Yeah, it was all, yeah, it was it's, all those mountains. It's the black, misty mountainside hop top. Well, it's all the Tolkien shit they do. They do a lot of Tolkien. No way, I fucked that up. Hold on. Not on the black, misty mountain hop side. There we go. I got it. Black Mountain side. Not even. That too. It's close. I mean, it's pretty close. Not an easy song to play. It just sounds weird. some sticks and let him be <laughs> Yeah, I think they used to do like a mix of this live with like the was it White Summer, Black Mountainside. I think White Summer was what, what they used to do back in the, the Allbirds days. 
And, and now, for probably what might be the very first ever fresh song ever heard. Pretty maybe. close. Pretty close, I would say. All downstrokes, sounds like. No, it's definitely all downstrokes. Nineteen sixty-nine. That's fucking heavy. Yes, very. You can still hear the elements of like old school rock. Kind of shuffling over yeah. like that. Bam, 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 bam. Little ZZ Back time. Beat style. Yeah. How, 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 how. Those two guitar tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At a minimum. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like with the wah pedal all the way on the yeah. setting. Page pretty much produced all this shit, did he? Yeah, I think so. Made a killing. That bass track is really filling in the gaps yeah. kind of like with geezer it's almost like the bass sort of acts as like a whole other it's not just the just the bottom but it's like it really no, does kind of fill it all yeah. out he's busy back there doing mm-hmm. other shit yeah i think they recorded the whole album for like three grand and it made like a few million bucks or something it was like a crazy return on investment Jimmy did but, all the mixing and the, the production see folks don't deny the power of your own path. If you're smart. I mean, there's a own. lot of people are good band musicians. They're not smart enough to be producers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jimmy well, but Page he already had all producer. the studio time, right. so he probably already had he that he was doing. in the yeah. Yeah. in the book, so to speak. Right. In the that's not that's not the word. What is it? In the in the bank? In the bank. In the bag. Knowledge. In the bag. In the bag. In the bag of the bank of in knowledge. The sack. In the sack of the bank. That sounds like a maiden song, doesn't it? In the sack of the bank of knowledge. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> this next song off a of peace of mind, this one. The Sack of the Bank of Knowledge. You said it the right way. All right. Um, can't quit another, you, baby. Another, another heavy ass bluesy uh, one. Willie Dixon. I can't quit you, baby. Very Frank. heavy. I can't quit you, baby. It is. Drums sound live as shit. 
because he's hitting the fuck out of them. how loud he's hitting those drums because it's distorting yeah it's clipping yeah that's how you know just don't deny the power of John Bonham Judicious use of uh, the reverb slash echoplex. It's so weird how they've changed from this to you know, all of my love. Yeah, four or five years yeah. later, it's yeah. not even close to this. But it still had that same kind of it's darker still good, energy. But yeah, it's, it's just not. It's just not less blues bluesy. Yeah, obviously this is a blues song. Well, the first two I mean, were really. I don't think they kind of broke out of that blues kind of box until like number three. Ooh, which had one of their best blues songs of all time on it. Yeah. Since really? I've been loving oh, that song is yeah. quality for yeah. sure. <laughs> but really yeah, they did four, three, four five, yeah. three. They started doing more of that um, folksy stuff. Well, they did nice a lot of acoustic shiny stuff. armor type shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, shiny diamonds and clean tigers. Yeah, and clean stuff. tigers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you haven't already, go check out our uh, Led Zeppelin Inside the Metal episode from about this time last year, I believe it was. Was it? About, it was fallish. fallish. That's where the whole no quarter thing started. Oh. It was that because it was like yeah. I started and I was just like, yeah, I like the rest of them too, but I like this one the most. Like, I got to this one the most. And it just it still hasn't stopped. And now it's just evolved from the studio version to the Madison Square Garden. No song remains the same version. Yeah. So this last one. How many more? Veggie. Times? Is uh, blues, yes. rock. And a little bit of metal. A little bit yeah. of metal. Right there sure. towards the end when they, they call me the hunter, yeah. you know. They open strong and they close strong. And it's fucking that, eight and a half minutes it's long. It's long. Yeah. It's a long one. They call me the hunter is actually, uh, 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 I think it's from a blues song. Another one. Though, I mean, those exact lines yeah. are from it. Yeah. But it's just that section. And uh, one of my favorite bass lines to play when I'm sound checking. Really? That boom, one? Boom, 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 I think this boom. is the one where Bobby used to introduce the band. Like, you yeah. Know. And now let me introduce for you the members of Led Zeppelin. I don't know if he did the snap or not. Probably did. You think so? It's fucking Bobby. I mean, he might have. Bobby. Bobby. Fucking great like to introduce line. the members of the band. 
in the drum kit we had John Bonham, the bass Mr. John Paul Jones, and on the guitar, Jimmy Pagey. Did you hear that scream yeah. from like way, way over the there. other room? Yeah. Fuzzy. Buzz. Buzz. Kind of got that swing of metal too. Oh yeah. That means fucking man. <laughs> the hardest part about playing. That means gonna be a whore. Yeah. There's no one window. To do that, because yeah. it yeah, there's no counting. Right, just, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Away for the drummer. Definitely a change up. Ah, two tracks of guitar. Used to do it live on the drum solo. It's the Pink Floyd section. Yeah. Pink Floyd section, this one. The pedo section. <laughs> All the pedophiles well, he, he, he said he was a young man, so maybe... And he couldn't resist. Yeah. 
That's fair. Same. It's called Midlife Crisis. Happens all the time. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> Kissed her a little bit. And where? He's got 10 kids, so he must have kissed her in a good spot. Kissed her in the wrong spot. It's a good thing y'all are millionaires. <laughs> constant hell? I can understand that. 11 kids? From a schoolgirl? She's pumping them out, man. He's pumping them in and she's pumping them out. <laughs> that was a little evil. Come on, Rosie. Oh, girl. It's totally almost like funk style. Well, it's, got the, it's got that old school and the yeah. wide on the left. The organ on the right. sound right now that's his dick it's just balls gotta love it you know I think the first time I listened to this album all the way through I was like every song I was like man that's a good song man that was a good song and I think that became my favorite song on the album like for a long time like but it was the last one you heard you know it's the last song but that whole outro is just fucking awesome. I remember yeah. seeing some, I don't know if it was a Metallica, like a live show or something, but they were playing that riff at one point, just like jamming. Fucking Danzig did it. Or something. Did they? Danzig. But I heard he it had it one of his big that. songs, one of his main songs. He has that whole, uh, they call me the hunter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he's, but he's, he says, I can hear it in my I've head. got you in the side right. of my <laughs> loving or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. 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 Just like that. But that riff, that down, 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 I remember seeing that. We ever done a dancing episode? We have not. That should be on the list. First album. Yeah. Fucking great. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's like doo-wop metal. Yeah. Kind of. In a way. 
in a way. Maybe well, a whole Glenn Danzig over, overview. Oh, we we'll, had some Misfits, we'll, we'll put some, some Danzig Hain. inside the metal. We got October yeah. coming around the corner. We'll do Great. that after our multi-volume hair metal kiss spectacular chronicles the shrimp chronicles the shrimp chronicles be so fun you know what i I think to make billion feel better we'll do the we'll do the bacon wrapped shrimp we got to i mean that's ooh, dude bacon wrapped jalapeno covered shrimp like you take the shrimp you like cut out a jalapeno and you put the shrimp inside and then wrap bacon like on the outside of it and throw it in the fucking smoker boom doom I said doom. Fuck, I, I fucked it all up. I said, you boom, said boom, you boom first, doom. so it was good. It's good. Boom, boom doom. doom. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom beer. Doom. Yeah, boom doom. Well, boom doom. What would y'all do? <laughs> boom doom. <laughs> boom doom brew. Boom what, doom would, brew. Would y'all change the uh, track listing at all? Yes. How would you change it? Communication Breakdown would be the first song on the album. Opener? Killer opener? Killer opener. I mean, that would that would definitely give it some momentum. Uh, good Times, Bad Times would probably be at the end of side one be where Daisy and Confused is. Uh, well, Did I don't you know. flip those other two? Yeah. Babe and you. Communication breakdown. And then after communication breakdown. I like how it is, except for I would put communication breakdown as the opener side two. A side two. Yeah, probably That's a little fair. more energy. That's yeah. fair. Better, a better side two opener yeah. for sure. More I, energy. I like how the first side all flows together to yeah. me anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's one, of the, it's one of the best first sides in, in metal, let's Elva. be honest. Elva. Elva. Well, fucking hey, let's uh, let's go empty your balls and yeah, get right. on with this. This is a fun one. Up. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our look inside the uh, first new Uno. album from the Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin Uno. And uh, until the next. Until the next. Until the next. We will see you next time. It looks like Piper's got the last word. It looks like Piper does. Or is he? Or both. Uh oh. Russell's touching with that button. <laughs> I didn't know if he could touch it or not. <laughs> I didn't know if you were gonna let him touch it or not. Oh, he, he can touch it. Oh, okay. Now we have clearance. <laughs> God, I wish I'd have hit it right there. All right, bye. Later, Taters. And good night. Hello everyone, this is frickin' Dr. Eviler coming at you live from the Metal Nerdery 33rd Floor Inverted Underground Bunker Poon Studio gift shop. If you're unable to get down to the depths of the bowels of the Bunker Poon Studios, you may go check out metalnerdery.com slash merch and make a perch of some merch. Dr. Evil out. Tits. Been getting into the Bolton lately. Something's slippery on the side of this. What the? That's going to be a turnaround moment. It's kind of like mine, you know. I can't remember the, the one on the bottom you just pointed at. They do go down easy. You would stick it far back. Well, it's definitely all downstrokes. I don't know if he could touch it or not. Oh, he, he can touch it. Our balls fell asleep. It's all bullshit. There's no moon. And long live metal murdery. <laughs> I mean, I'm good with that. Man, that's a fucking big one. It's a pretty bottle.